Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast with me, Sophia DeSantis. I am so excited to be on episode 33 today and to chat about something that's kind of um, a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. I have really enjoyed having so many guests on this podcast, and today I'm going solo, but I think you're going to enjoy what I have to talk about. Um, I really want to bring up the topic of food marketing and labels. The reason I really like laugh at this subject is because I love my husband dearly, but sometimes he goes to the store, which is amazing in and of itself. And I so appreciate it, but he'll come back with um, something new, a bag of something or other, or a box of something or other, be like, Hey, look, it's healthy. It says so on the front. And I literally like want to bang my head against the wall. I was like, seriously, did you turn it around? Did you look at what's inside? Um, It's something that I feel really passionate about um, because in the food world, there is so much misinformation and mislabeling in the sense that they aren't doing anything legally wrong, but there are loopholes where brands and manufacturers are able to say things that lead people to believe what they're eating is something different than what they actually are eating. And it kind of reminds me of social media a little bit and how in social media, you know, you get the pretty picture, but you don't see the behind the scenes. And that kind of, to me, goes along the same lines as this. So it's nothing, I mean, it's easy to fall victim to this kind of stuff because you think that, hey, it's on there. You know, it should be true. How can they put things on labels that really are misleading and not true? Well, there are certain things that manufacturers can say that are partially true, that don't really tell the whole truth. You know, it's kind of like when your kid says, you know, did you take a cookie from the cookie jar? And they say no. Well, the truth of the matter is that they didn't actually take the cookie, their brother did, but they ate the cookie. So these little partial truths are used by manufacturers as well in order to get consumers to buy their product. And some of the claims that are, um, most used are things like all natural. I'm sure you guys have seen all natural um, all over just about anything. And you hear the word natural and you automatically think, oh, it's good for me. So I'm going to buy it. Um, Along with another one made with whole grains. So great. It's made with whole grains. But what does that mean? People automatically see that and think, oh, this is all whole grain. This is amazing for me. Um, You see sugar-free, low-fat, Um, a big one for me is no trans fat. Well, FYI, if you didn't know this, I found this out, I want to say a couple years ago, and it got me so angry, but a manufacturer can put on a label, no trans fat. If their serving size has less than 0.5 grams. Well, how do they do that? 
it's very easy for things like dressings and sauces because all they have to do is put the serving size down low enough to like a teaspoon, even a tablespoon, and get that trans fat number below that 0.5 or less. And then they can label it as having no trans fat. Well, who puts just a teaspoon of dressing on something? Nobody I know. So if you take that number and you multiply it by the real amount of stuff that you use, there's plenty of trans fat in there. So that's, it irks me so much that consumers are falling victim to these types of labels. And it sucks because unless you actually do digging, you don't really know the truth about these things. Um, the only reason I know about that is because I have an opt-in that I'm going to link in here for you guys that I created for my audience with little tips. Um, I'm going to give some of them in here, but I also have um, uh, tables of names for things that are um, that hide in the list of ingredients. So uh, if you want that, make sure you enter, uh, you click on the button below and get yourself that little um, piece of information that you could kind of tape somewhere, keep it somewhere where you can even download on your phone actually, where you can refer to it when you're actually looking at um, food labels. Another thing that kind of irks me is when they use things like gluten-free um, or even now vegan plant-based to um, assume, to make consumers assume that it's healthy. Now, just because something is labeled as gluten-free or vegan or plant-based does not mean it's healthy. 100% does not mean it's healthy. You can have, there's a lot of things that are gluten-free that aren't healthy. Now, I have to be gluten-free now for health reasons, but before I was gluten-free for health reasons, we did do some low gluten um, stuff, but we focused more on whole grains and that kind of stuff. So when I searched for uh, grain bread products and pastas and stuff like that, I looked at the ingredients versus just reading what was on the front. If it was gluten-free and I was looking for a gluten-free pasta, I looked at what made up that gluten-free pasta. And sometimes, you know, now I have to be gluten-free, so I'll take what I can get. But there are a lot of breads and pastas and things like that that are filled with a ton of ingredients um, that I prefer not to eat on a regular basis. And so when I was doing whole grains versus just gluten-free, I was able to make that choice between the whole grain ingredient, uh, whole grain product versus the one that just said gluten-free on the top. So I think. The problem is, is that in today's world, you're looking at all the stuff online and saying, oh, you know, vegan, plant-based, gluten-free, all these, these buzzwords and consumers are able to put it on the front and let people assume themselves that it's good for them. Now, food labels are really important. Um, when I talk about food labels, there's kind of two different things that I'm talking about. There's the claims put on the front of a package. And then there's the actual label on the back with all the numbers. Now, the problem is, is that although people do read packages, the food label themselves itself can be confusing to people. So that is why um, they rely on some of these claims that are given to them. And they don't know how to cross check to see if those claims are actually telling the whole truth, which is really, really, really important. So the two things that I would say is that make sure you cross check with the actual label, the numbers, and I'll give you a few tips on that. And also make sure you cross check with the list of ingredients because when it comes to the numbers and it comes to the list of ingredients, 
those things have to be done accurately and in full and correct. Um, they cannot omit things with that. And it has to be done correctly um, in order for them to be following the right guidelines. Whereas the claims on the front are necessarily the entire truth of the product. So let's think, talk about like a few of the tips. So when you turn the food around and you look at the actual label, that's the black and white label you see with the numbers on it. Next to that or underneath that usually is a list of ingredients. So when it comes to the ingredients, uh, they have to put ingredients listed by weight, meaning the first ingredient in a product is the ingredient that is found in the highest quantity. And as you go down that list of ingredients or across and as long as you read the ingredient list, the further you read, the less of that ingredient it is. So if you are, if something on the front says all natural and you turn it around and there's like 50 ingredients in there and most of those are things you've never heard of, it's probably not telling the whole truth. <laughs> um, now, if there's a bunch of ingredients, I, I don't like, let me take a step back. I don't like when people say uh, only buy things with a few ingredients. Well, sometimes there's things that have a lot of ingredients, but all those things are things that you know, like it's spices or fruits or vegetables or grains and things like that. I don't mind when there's a lot of ingredients, but I want most of the ingredients to be things that I know what they are or whole foods. The other thing is, is that the first three ingredients are generally the most of what's in there. Um, if those things are mostly real, real things, then it's probably a generally pretty good product, depending on, you know, what else is in there. But if the first three ingredients are whole foods, that's a good indication that it's uh, generally okay. Also, the claim about when things are made with whole grains. Well, if something truly is made with whole grains, now it could be made with whole grains, but that grain is ingredient number 25. Okay, well, it is made with some whole grains. So what you wanna look for is that the first two ingredients has the word whole in it. Okay, so whole wheat, um, whole grain or whatever, if it's in the first two ingredients, then generally the claim of whole grains is the, a big part of the story and you should believe it. Now, if that is at the bottom of that list, that you're not getting a lot of whole grain in there. So their claim is not telling the whole truth. The other thing you need to do is you need to cross check it by looking at the black and white label. Whole grains also provide at least three grams of fiber per serving. So if you look at the label and the label tells you how much of everything is in a serving. So you wanna look at the serving size. Like I talked about with the trans fats before, the serving can be like a teaspoon. And if it's something like dressing or a sauce, you know you're gonna use more than that. Um, so that's what's wrong with claiming something has no trans fats because you're not only using that, but when it comes to fiber, it's kind of the opposite. So if the serving, if the serving is super huge and there's not a lot of fiber and 
you're, this doesn't happen as often. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to step back a little bit. This doesn't happen as often, but if you have a big, very large serving and there's only a little bit of fiber in there, you know, it's not made with whole grains, but if the serving size, um, in general, the serving sizes are pretty, um, pretty normal when it comes to grains and stuff like that. Um, but if it has at least three grams of fiber, you're probably correct in assuming that it does have mostly whole grains. I hope that made sense. I kind of, um, blubbered on that one a little bit. <laughs> um, another thing that we need to look for is artificial sugars. So while in my opinion, if you're going to eat sugar, I just prefer to eat sugar. Um, I do a lot of maple syrup. Um, we do some cane sugar, um, coconut sugar, things like that. But some people have conditions like diabetes or whatever, and they cannot eat real sugar. So they need those sugars that uh, don't spike their blood, their uh, glucose levels. So it's things like, you know, maybe monk fruit or stevia and things like that. But you also have those artificial sugars that come into play. And those are things with words like sucralose, saccharin, aspartamine. Um, I, I don't know how to say this, but acelfamine, acelfame, something like can't even, I can't even say it, but it's spelled A-C-E-S-U-L-F-A-M-E. These are the ones that I have researched in the past that I've written down that um, are big trigger words for artificial sugars. So that is important to make sure that when you're looking at those ingredients, you're staying away with things that are artificial as far as sugars go, because those just don't have a lot of great data with them um, when it comes to health. Also, there's preservatives. Um, processed meats and things like that, they have uh, preservatives like nitrates and, and nitrites, um, sodium nitrite, sodium nitrate that helps preserve the um, processed meat. So if you're trying to avoid preservatives, make sure you know the hidden words for those types of preservatives uh, so you know what to look for when it comes to ingredients. The big one I already talked about that really makes me mad is the trans fats. It's really frustrating. So make sure you're looking at serving size if you are reading the label the ingredients and something says hydrogenated like hydrogenated vegetable oil that is a trans fat so if on the front it says no trans fats and you look at the ingredients and it says hydrogenated vegetable oil that is a product that is using that loophole of not having to claim that it has trans fat because of the small serving size, and that is giving them less than 0.5 grams, and therefore they can claim it has no trans fat. But if in the ingredients it says hydrogenated vegetable oil, that claim is 100% not true, and there is trans fat in it. So it's so absolutely misleading. And the bottom line is manufacturers want to sell products. You know, we all want to make money, we all want to sell products. And they find loopholes in ways so that they can label their products so you as the consumer can be drawn in and buy the product. But a lot of these claims, as you've listened to, are so misleading. And it really is a passion of mine to help people understand. I do actually work with people that want me to take them and explain to them how to look at a label. So if you're interested in that, please let me know. It doesn't take a long time to go through it and walk you through that. I do a lot of that virtually now. But um, it's really important to know what you're buying. And this isn't about the, you know, um, 
necessarily everything being organic or whole or not being able to buy any store-bought products. It's not necessarily about that. It's more about being informed and educated to make the right decisions. So like, for example, if you are in a budget and you're going to the grocery store and you have two, um, let's say, pasta sauces, um, you're a working mom, you're super busy, and you can't make things from scratch. I don't make things from scratch all the time. I buy pasta sauces a ton. So you have these two jars of pasta sauce, and you can't decide which one is better. And um, they're both, you know, lower end money wise, because we're on a budget, and we're looking at them both, and you turn them around, and one of them has maybe five simple ingredients, let's say, tomato, olive oil, garlic, basil, and salt. And the other one has like 15 ingredients similar to the first one, but then they have all these words in the ingredient list that don't, you don't really know. You need to be informed to know what that all means so that you can make the right decision for your family. And really the one that has the less processed preservative type stuff is probably going to taste better. Now, Nowadays, I feel like there's so many options, budget-friendly options for things that are more whole food-based versus the versus like a while back. It used to be that, you know, a lot of the cheaper products were filled with preservatives and things like that. But I was just talking with somebody online, another um, influencer friend um, from Bombass Foods, and we were talking about Target and their Good and Gather line. Their Good and Gather line is a very budget-friendly line, and they have some great stuff. And I actually bought their pasta sauce the other day, and it's great. I mean, it tastes very good, it's affordable, and it's got some pretty good ingredients in there. So it's not necessarily about buying the fancier, more expensive products. It's just learning how to read those labels so that you don't fall victim to the claims that manufacturers are making on the front of the packages. Um, another example would be like um, the breakfast cereals. They claim to have whole grains. Well, that is a claim by omission because they're claiming they have whole grains and maybe they do have some whole grains in there, but they're also loaded with sugar and preservatives and all these other ingredients that you don't really necessarily want in you and your kid's life every single day. So that's another one that is something to watch out for. Um, there are some things that are regulated as far as health claims go. Um, brand, uh, manufacturers cannot include things about treating, preventing, or curing diseases because those are considered drug claims. So you're definitely, you know, there are definitely some guidelines, but there are so many loopholes when it comes to other things. Like, you know, I said, the no sugar added, the whole grains, the no trans fat. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, you can definitely trust some of what's on a food label, the list of ingredients you can trust because that's highly regulated and also the black and white food label with the numbers. Those are two things that are your go-tos that I always look at. I don't even read necessarily what's on the front of a package anymore. I turn it around and I go directly to the ingredients. That is the first line of defense for me. Always go directly to the ingredients. Um, then I do sometimes refer to the black and white label, like I said before, to cross-check things like whole grains and amount of fiber, the trans fat one. Um, but the ingredients themselves really, really uh, give a lot of information for you. If you want to learn more about the types of words that 
mean sugar, that means sodium. That's another one is sodium is a big one because when it comes to going out to eat or buying um, store-bought products versus making things at home, the one big thing that's hard to control is the sodium piece. And I know a lot about this because my husband with his heart issues, having high sodium was something that we had to watch. So I really did pay attention to sodium and sodium can hide in a lot of different ways. Uh, so if you want to know the different names that I have gathered for some of these tricky uh, ingredients that you want to look for, make sure to download that one page guide that I just talked about. And um, also get in touch with me. Let me know, email me, find me on Instagram and message me. And let me know if you want help with any of this. This is kind of a big one for me. And I really want to make sure that I help anybody that needs some help understand how to pick through these different products and find the best things for your family because eating nutritious, eating wholesome food is possible on every single budget. Does not have to be fancy, does not have to be complicated. It can be simple, it can be inexpensive, and there are ways to get at that. I appreciate you go you guys so much for listening. I really just am so blessed to have this podcast and have a way for me to talk about all the things that I want to talk about um, instead of just relying on social media and, and, you know, the master of Google and all that kind of stuff. So please make sure to rate and review my podcast. It means so much and helps so much with getting my podcast out there. Um, I just appreciate you all. And I'm really excited to come back and chat again next episode. I have an amazing guest who we're going to talk a lot about mindfulness. And that's kind of been a big word for me this year. All right, guys, we'll chat soon. Thank you so much for listening.